chapter thirty two of the constitution of athens by aristotle translated by sir frederick kenyon this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by geoffrey edwards chapter thirty two the hundred commissioners appointed by the five thousand drew up the constitution as just stated and after it had been ratified by the general voice under the presidency of edistomachus the existing council that of the year of callias was dissolved before it had completed its term of office it was dissolved on the fourteenth day of the month thargalion and the four hundred entered into office on the twenty-first whereas the regular council elected by lot ought to have entered into office on the fourteenth of Scyrophorion. Thus was the oligarchy established in the archonship of Callias, just about a hundred years after the expulsion of the tyrants. The chief promoters of the revolution were Pisander, Antiphon, and Theramenes, all of them men of good birth and with high reputations for ability and judgment. When, however, this constitution had been established, the five thousand were only nominally selected, and the four hundred, together with the ten officers on whom full powers had been conferred, occupied the council-house, and really administered the government. They began by sending ambassadors to the Lacedaemonians, proposing a cessation of the war on the terms of the status quo. But, as the Lacedaemonians refused to listen to them unless they would also abandon their maritime empire, they broke off the negotiations. Chapter 33 For about four months the constitution of the four hundred lasted, and Nasilikos held office as archon of their nomination for two months of the year of Theopompos, who was archon for the remaining ten after the loss of the naval battle of eritrea however and the revolt of the whole of euboea except oreum the indignation of the people was greater than at any of the earlier disasters since they drew far more supplies at this time from euboea than from attica itself accordingly they deposed the four hundred and committed the management of affairs to the five thousand who consisted of persons possessing a military equipment at the same time they voted that pay should not be given for any public office the persons chiefly responsible for the revolution were aristocrates and theramenes who disapproved of the action of the four hundred in retaining the direction of affairs entirely in their own hands and referring nothing to the five thousand the constitution of the state seems to have been admirable during this period since it was a time of war and the franchise was in the hands of those who possessed a military equipment. Chapter 34 The people, however, in a very short time, deprived the five thousand of their monopoly of the franchise. Then, six years after the overthrow of the four hundred, in the archonship of Callias of Angeli, the battle of Arginose took place, of which the results were, first, that the ten generals who had gained the victory were all condemned by a single vote owing to the people being led astray by persons who aroused their indignation though as a matter of fact some of the generals had actually taken no part in the battle 
and others were themselves picked up by other vessels secondly when the lacedaemonians proposed to evacuate decelia and make peace on terms of the status quo although some of the athenians supported this proposal the majority refused to listen to them in this they were led astray by cleophon who appeared in the assembly drunk and wearing his breastplate and prevented peace being made declaring that he would never accept peace unless the lacedaemonians abandoned their claims on all the cities allied with them they mismanaged their opportunity then and in a very short time they learnt their mistake the next year in the archonship of alexius they suffered the disaster of aegispotami the consequence of which was that lysander became master of the city and set up the thirty as its governors he did so in the following manner one of the terms of peace stipulated that the state should be governed according to the ancient constitution accordingly the popular party tried to preserve the democracy while that part of the upper class which belonged to the political clubs together with the exiles who had returned since the peace desired an oligarchy and those who were not members of any club though in other respects they held a position in the state inferior to none were anxious to restore the ancient constitution the latter class included archinos anitos cleidophon promisios and many others but their most prominent leader was theramenes lysander however threw his influence on the side of the oligarchical party and the popular assembly was compelled by sheer intimidation to pass a vote establishing the oligarchy the motion to this effect was proposed by dracontides of aphidna chapter thirty five in this way were the thirty established in power in the archonship of pythodorus as soon however as they were masters of the city they ignored all the resolutions which had been passed relating to the organization of the constitution but appointed a council of five hundred and the other magistrates out of the thousand selected candidates associated with themselves ten archons in piraeus eleven superintendents of the prison and three hundred lash-bearers as attendants and with the help of these they kept the city under their own control at first indeed they behaved with moderation towards the citizens and pretended to administer the state according to the ancient constitution in pursuance of this policy they took down from the hill of areopagus the laws of ephialtes and archistratos relating to the areopagite council they also repealed such of the statutes of solon as were obscure and abolished the supreme power of the law courts in this they claimed to be restoring the constitution and freeing it from obscurities as for instance by making the testator free once for all to leave his property as he pleased and abolishing the existing limitations in cases of insanity old age and undue female influence in order that no opening might be left for professional accusers in other matters also their conduct was similar at first then they acted on these lines and they destroyed the professional accusers and those mischievous and evil-minded persons who 
to the great detriment of the democracy had attached themselves to it in order to curry favour with it with all of this the city was much pleased and thought that the thirty were doing it with the best of motives but so soon as they had got a firmer hold on the city they spared no class of citizens but put to death any persons who were eminent for wealth or birth or character herein they aimed at removing all whom they had reason to fear and they also wished to lay hands on their possessions and in a short time they put to death not less than fifteen hundred persons chapter thirty six theramenes however seeing the city thus falling into ruin was displeased with their proceedings and counselled them to cease such unprincipled conduct and let the better classes have a share in the government at first they opposed his suggestions but when his proposals came to be known abroad and the masses began to be on friendly terms with him they were seized with alarm lest he should make himself a popular leader and destroy their despotic power accordingly they drew up a list of three thousand citizens to whom they proposed to give a share in the constitution theramenes however criticized this scheme also first on the ground that while proposing to give all respectable citizens a share in the constitution they were actually giving it only to three thousand persons as though all merit were confined within that number and secondly because they were doing two inconsistent things since they made the government rest on the basis of force and yet made the governors inferior in strength to the governed however they took no notice of his criticisms and for a long time put off the publication of the list of the three thousand and kept to themselves the names of those who had been placed upon it and whenever they did decide to publish it they proceeded to strike out some of those who had been included in it and insert others from outside chapter thirty seven now when winter had set in thrasybulus and the exiles occupied phyle and the force which the thirty led out to attack them met with a reverse thereupon the thirty decided to disarm the bulk of the population and to get rid of theramenes which they did in the following way they introduced two laws into the council which they commanded it to pass the first of them gave the thirty absolute power to put to death any citizen who was not included in the list of the three thousand while the second disqualified all persons from participation in the franchise who should have assisted in the demolition of the fort of etonia or have acted in any way against the four hundred or against those who had organized the previous oligarchy theramenes had done both and accordingly when these laws were ratified he became excluded from the franchise and the thirty had full power to put him to death theramenes having been thus removed they disarmed all the people except the three thousand and in every respect showed a great advance in cruelty and crime they also sent ambassadors to lacedaemon to blacken the character of theramenes and to ask for help and the lacedaemonians in answer to their appeal sent calybios as harmost with about seven hundred troops who came and occupied the acropolis chapter thirty eight 
these events were followed by the occupation of munichia by the exiles from phyle and their victory over the thirty and their partisans after the fight the party of the city retreated and next day they held a meeting in the market-place and deposed the thirty and elected ten citizens on whom they conferred full powers to bring the war to a termination when however the ten had taken over the government they did nothing towards the object for which they were elected but sent envoys to lacedaemon to ask for help and to borrow money further finding that those who possessed the franchise were displeased at their proceedings they were afraid lest they should be deposed and consequently in order to strike terror into them bracket, in which design they succeeded close bracket, they arrested demaratos one of the most eminent citizens and put him to death this gave them a firm hold on the government and they also had the support of Calibios and his peloponnesians together with several of the knights for some of the members of this class were the most zealous among the citizens to prevent the return of the exiles from phyle when however the party in piraeus and munichia began to gain the upper hand in the war through the defection of the whole people to them the party in the city deposed the original tin and elected another tin consisting of the men who possessed the highest character under their administration and with their active and zealous cooperation the treaty of reconciliation was made and the democracy returned to the city the most prominent members of this board were renon of Pienia and philos of acardus who even before the arrival of pausanias opened negotiations with the party in piraeus and after his arrival seconded his efforts to bring about the return of the exiles for it was pausanias the king of the lacedaemonians who brought the peace and reconciliation to a fulfilment in conjunction with the ten commissioners of arbitration who arrived later from lacedaemon chiefly at his earnest request renon and his colleagues received a vote of thanks for the good will shown by them to the democracy and though they received their charge under an oligarchy and handed in their accounts under a democracy no one either of the party that had stayed in the city or of the exiles that had returned from the piraeus brought any complaint against them on the contrary renon was immediately elected general on account of his conduct in this office chapter thirty nine the following were the terms on which the reconciliation was effected in the archonship of eucleides all persons who having remained in the city during the troubles were now anxious to leave it were to be free to settle at eleusis retaining their civil rights and possessing full and independent powers of self-government and with the free enjoyment of their own personal property the temple at eleusis should be common ground for both parties and should be under the superintendence of the cariches and the eumolpidae according to primitive custom the settlers at eleusis should not be allowed to enter athens nor the people of athens to enter eleusis except at the season of the mysteries when both parties should be free from these restrictions 
the secessionists should pay their share to the fund for the common defence out of their revenues just like all the other athenians if any of the seceding party wished to take a house in eleusis the people would help them to obtain the consent of the owner but if they could not come to terms they should appoint three valuers on either side and the owner should receive whatever price they should appoint of the inhabitants of eleusis those whom the secessionists wished to remain should be allowed to do so the list of those who desired to secede should be made up within seven days after the taking of the oaths in the case of persons already in the country and their actual departure should take place within twenty days persons at present out of the country should have the same terms allowed to them after their return no one who settled at eleusis should be capable of holding any office in athens until he should again be inscribed on the roll as resident in the city trials for homicide including all cases in which one party had either killed or wounded another should be conducted according to the primitive fashion there should be an universal amnesty concerning past events towards all persons except the thirty the ten the eleven and the magistrates in piraeus and these two should be included if they should submit their accounts in the usual way such accounts should be given by the magistrates in piraeus before a court of citizens rated in piraeus and by the magistrates in the city before a court of those rated in the city on these terms those who wished to do so might secede each party was to repay separately the money which it had borrowed for the war chapter forty when the reconciliation had taken place on these terms those who had fought on the side of the thirty felt considerable apprehensions and a large number intended to secede but as they put off entering their names till the last moment as people will do archinos observing their numbers and being anxious to retain them as citizens cut off the remaining days during which the list should have remained open and in this way many persons were compelled to remain though they were very unwilling to do so until they recovered confidence this is one point in which archinos appears to have acted in a most statesmanlike manner and another was his prosecution of thrasybulus on the charge of illegality for a motion by which he proposed to confer the franchise on all who had taken part in the return from piraeus although some of them were notoriously slaves and yet a third such action was when one of the returned exiles began to violate the amnesty whereupon archinos hailed him to the council and persuaded them to execute him without trial telling them that now they would have to show whether they wished to preserve the democracy and abide by the oaths they had taken for if they let this man escape they would encourage others to imitate him while if they executed him they would make an example for all to learn by and this was exactly what happened for after this man had been put to death no one ever again broke the amnesty on the contrary the athenians seem both in public and in private to have behaved in the most unprecedentedly admirable and public-spirited way with reference to the preceding troubles not only did they blot out all memory of former offences but they even repaid to the lacedaemonians out of the public purse 
the money which the thirty had borrowed for the war although the treaty required each party the party of the city and the party of piraeus to pay its own debts separately this they did because they thought it was a necessary first step in the direction of restoring harmony but in other states so far from the democratic parties making advances from their own possessions they rather make a general redistribution of the land a further reconciliation was made with the secessionists at eleusis two years after the secession in the archonship of xenanatos chapter forty one this however took place at a later date at the time of which we are speaking the people having secured the control of the state established the constitution which exists at the present day pythodorus was archon at the time but the democracy seems to have assumed the supreme power with perfect justice since it had effected its own return by its own exertions this was the eleventh change which had taken place in the constitution of athens first of all came the original establishment by ion and those who assisted him in forming the settlement when the people was first divided into the four tribes and the tribe kings were created next and the first organization of the constitution following this was that which took place in the reign of theseus consisting in a slight deviation from absolute monarchy after this came the constitution formed under draco when the first code of laws was drawn up the third was that which followed the civil war in the time of solon from this the democracy took its rise the fourth was the tyranny of pisistratus the fifth the constitution of cleisthenes after the overthrow of the tyrants of a more democratic character than that of solon the sixth was that which followed on the persian wars when the council of areopagus had the direction of the state the seventh succeeding this was the constitution which aristides sketched out and which aphialtes brought to completion by overthrowing the areopagite council under this the nation misled by the demagogues made the most serious mistakes on account of its maritime empire the eighth was the establishment of the four hundred followed by the ninth the restored democracy the tenth was the tyranny of the thirty and the ten the eleventh was that which followed the return from phile and piraeus and this has continued from that day to this with continual accretions of power to the masses the democracy has made itself master of everything and administers everything by its votes in the assembly and by the law courts in which it holds the supreme power even the jurisdiction of the council has passed into the hands of the people at large and this appears to be a judicious change since small bodies are more open to corruption whether by actual money or by influence than large ones at first they refused to allow payment for attendance at the assembly but the result was that people did not attend consequently after the Britannies had tried many devices in vain in order to induce the populace to come and ratify the votes agiros in the first instance made a provision of one obol a day which heraclides of clazomene nicknamed the king increased to two obols and agiros again to three 
End of chapter 41 Recording in memory of Mitchell Edwards